0: Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau, and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Mikala from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work Life Wine Time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Work Wife Wine Time podcast, the podcast for Australian women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women who are sharing the same business journey. It's McCarla here with you today, and I'm so excited to connect you with my guest, Laura Belcher. Now, Laura is a business mentor for women, and I've brought her onto the podcast today to talk to us about the alchemy of business. So first of all welcome to the podcast Laura. Thank you very much for having me. That's my absolute pleasure and you're joining us from Sydney
1: today. I am, I am. And where where are you originally from? So this is a thing right first of all i want to say like an extra thank you for having me because i know obviously you know as you introduced there this is a beautiful space for australian business owners that are women so again i'm not australian but i kind of feel like the i might have lived a life in australia because i feel so happy here i look around <laughs> and i think people are like me here they love coffee as much as me and they like oh, to yeah. wander about in the wilderness and all sorts and and get on with the day but um yeah, so I'm actually originally from Kent in the UK. So that's kind of like, it's like a half hour drive to London for anyone that hasn't been to the UK. Um, and yeah, and coming to Sydney was, you know what? It was kind of like a feeling, it was like an itch that had been there for like 10 years for me. And I'm 33. So it was a real, real tough kind of transition to surrender to because I think my ego was in a space where, okay, cool, maybe mid-20s that would have felt easier and but leaving all my comforts leaving all those things you know and really releasing that judgment took more effort at this point and just because of things like my first business that I built and then COVID and all of those things and then the restrictions regulations and so on just delayed it but as we know we're never really in a space of being delayed because everything is synchronized so yeah. I'm here as I'm meant to be and I'm super grateful And I'm really grateful because I put on some great events in London last year to help women. And I'm going to do one in March here in Sydney. So that's why I kind of then when I got here in October and I was finding my feet, I was like, no, I'm meant to be here because I'd like to do that here and help women here. So it's kind of the background of why I'm here. (laughs) Fantastic. So tell us a bit more about um, what it is
0: that you do as a business mentor.
1: So I feel like when you're a mentor it's kind of always evolving when you're evolving but I definitely would say the biggest thing that I help women with is finding the calmness and the clarity of their journey their full journey um and really like helping them lead only ever with purpose so I only work with women business owners that are leading with purpose um and I feel like again we've glamorized that word a bit um but I think just because of my own journey, I kind of know what that feels like. And I know that that's the most deep rooted way of living your life and actually creating a successful business. So it's the only way I truly believe that works, um, which is why I help women in that way. Um, and yeah, so the two types of women, I guess, that come to me are people that are feeling I always I always call it like my river of vulnerability. There you go as an analogy. So I believe that like we all go down to like the riverbank and we get opportunities in life so you know it could be the job that we're in it could be like great relationships some good food like some holidays we have these like what I would call short winds moments that are all there and then across the riverbank is like the stuff you dream of it will be like your passion it'll be like who are you when you're with your friends who are you when you're in your most like flow state so like you know when you're there's no um there's no pressure you know who are you like what's your natural way of communicating like are you you know do you love analyzing do you love kind of coming into yourself and working in different ways and the other side yeah the other side is all of those things but you have to swim the river to get there Mm. the river is the unknown part and it's filled with it could be filled with anything you know like as we know like it, there could be tidal ways you might drown you might lose you might there might be a crocodile there might be all sorts. so we we don't do it because we're just frightened we're just feared but I just um as a mentor I believe I sit in it I sit in the river and I can never help I can't swim it for you but I can navigate and I can say right we're treading more to there we need a bit more vulnerability get in this is what we're doing next so um Because of that, like, way of working and building, I just know that, like, when people move into that space, they thrive. So often, sometimes I also help business owners that come down and that they're aware, they're aware something's missing. They're like, I'm ready, I'm ready for the swim, but I don't know what I'm doing, how I do it. And I help them navigate that and their journey. Or it's they've kind of grown in themselves, their values, or development's change, and actually the business isn't in alignment with who they are anymore so they're having all this Mm. force they're having the resistance they and and so I help them restructure the foundations and like what is it we're doing today giving them clarity sometimes I work with women to really separate their emotions the facts and like almost if it's a personal brand I think sometimes we can build it and accidentally get really like personally attached and in, in, in involved in it so then also it becomes very personal in everything that's happening, but actually it's not. You just need to learn how do we see this as a separate entity and how do we keep you safe? But equally, we're driving the business in the right way and we're not leading by fear and all those things like lack, imposter syndrome and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, they're kind of the two different women that I help, I definitely think.
0: Fantastic. And is this something you've always done or did you have a career or another type of business before you got into this?
1: it isn't what I've always done but I think if you ask the people around me and ask my friends I've always mentored right Mm -hmm. and this is the game of purpose like and I think because as I say when they're your like skill set when they're your gifts and you're like well no because you know what like maybe if you see it from here and you look at it like that that might help you there and you then become known of like we just go to that person for great advice or they just make things make sense like the way that they say things or these things so I've always been that person um I've always felt very connected for change as a young person. I always used to challenge stuff at school and within my parenting, like my family unit, I used to challenge all the time. Be like, why does it have to be that way? Why can't we live like this? Why are we following this? And so that kind of started there. And then I actually got a degree in musical theater and I actually ended up up working in Canada for a bit. And I actually even went down to Vegas and worked there for a little while. and yeah, and do you know what's really funny, uh, Michaela, like as I kind of, as I kind of moved forward up the ladder as such in that stuff, I just kind of felt, I actually thought I'd get more powerful, I guess, and more rich, and then more in control to be able to run my life how I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And actually, I lost it. I was getting less and less and less. And I actually, as I was climbing up the ladder, like, I was actually presented with some really awful feelings of like... um being objectified as a woman being sexualized as a woman really understanding that that's kind of just was how the industry works and how it kind of worked and so I actually left there on those basis I was like I just this isn't what I thought it would be again looking for happiness outside somewhere and yeah. like looking for all these things right so that was my journey and then I literally got a part-time job um at 22 um whilst I was figuring stuff out in the gym and I met another girl there And we both come together and we were like we both had this drive of wanting to build a life for ourselves we wanted to build a business so we literally just borrowed money and we went and learned how you start a lettings agency and then from the ground up we built that over five years we founded that like 2014 to 2019 and we had mentors at the time too Mm -hmm. that's what we paid for that's where our money went and then um yeah, then we were building on this strategy, and and at the time we built that part time together. We were still navigating our twenties. We still wanted to have fun, but we wanted everything right. So we were working. I was working every hour under the sun. I also was working freelance for another company, which is where my Sydney connections come into because their original offices were Sydney, and they were launched into the UK. Mm-hmm. So I helped them build the brand into the UK. And I liked that, Michelle. And sorry, Michaela. Um, I was talking to another lady yesterday, Michelle. Um, yeah. So, um, I loved it because I kind of could come in and out. And again, my feeling of freedom wasn't like in um, detriment because I could give them as many hours as I wanted, come out, be in my business. So, over the five years, we built that property business into like sixty. Uh, we had like sixty tenants, and um, we got to twenty nineteen. And at the time as well, I'd missed the creativity. I'd missed my feminine. I'd missed all those things. I never understood it at the time, but I got so masculine, especially for this world of property too, and having to like lead and sell and win and all these things. I'm really intuitive and I'd kind of left that all behind because it wasn't celebrated in business. You know, we wouldn't go into a deal and go, how do we feel about this? We would go, what do we think? What are the facts? Let's like run the numbers. That's how it worked, And we just didn't stop. And, um, I kind of like oppressed all of that stuff and then yeah 2019 come I actually picked up a camera I taught myself um how to be a photographer because I missed it and I loved it um and I ended up actually shooting for some quite big brands and I had some amazing opportunities I shot in IB from Milan so I was doing all of this at the same time and then 2019 my business partner got pregnant and we obviously sat down and she was like, I just don't know if I want to do this like afterwards. And we were taking on another office at the time. And I was like, I thought, shit. And there was something in my body, Kayla, where I was like, I don't do this either. Mm. And I remember my best friend saying to me, it's a bit weird if you don't want to go to your own business. Yeah. like, <laughs> And my ego, I couldn't cope with it because I'd immersed myself so much into like what it all meant that I was like, well, who am I without it? And I had this like whole big crisis. I was like, I've put everything I've got into this, but I don't want to take it all on my own. So we then learned how to sell a company. We went through that process. We done like, yeah, we, we we had one um buyer that was interested as we got through all the auditing process and everything else. And we were like back end of 2019. And then as we went to the final draft, the um, COVID hit. Mm. The buy fell out. We then was in a lockdown where we had all these tenants in houses locked in. I was locked in a house. It was just an absolute nightmare. And at the end, at the end of it, June 2020, I applied for a visa for Australia because I thought sod it, we'll see. It was a week before I was 31, so I still could. And then we ceased trading that week too. So I actually sat in a garden with my business partner. She had her baby at the time. I said, I can't do this anymore i'd rather part ways i know i will be wealthy in my life i'd rather make sure everyone's okay we make sure the landlords tenants blah 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 i don't want to like i don't even want to go through the process of selling this again and like giving six months of my life away Mm. and equally we didn't even know if if it was that length um so we, we split the balance sheet we come out we were good at what we did and we were always really like on things like that we never really drew down the money in the business that much we were always back in back in and um yeah and so I invested with a new mentor and wow like she just kind of like made me realize how far away from myself I'd become mm. and then me back to myself and that was my journey of purpose I think and so but literally from that spot on I've been mentoring for yeah I've I've um I was looking actually yesterday like I've had the pleasure over the last two years of building 18 businesses with other women um yeah and um I'm really really so grateful every day um so so grateful and it's kind of like where I am now so I would say to answer your question in a very very long way this is oh, I am me now purpose isn't something outside of me like my business isn't what I do like, I'll never change it. it's who I am but that's come from everything I've been through you know um so it's all part of that I guess um, yeah, and I think it's always evolving as well, and we have to honour that too. Oh, absolutely.
0: We, um, we talk a lot um, on this podcast, especially when I get together with my other co-hosts, Gemma and Dora, about, like, how your business just evolves with you. You know, none of us, the business that we started is the business that we have now. Even if we're yeah. kind of doing a similar thing, it always just changes and evolves as we do and, you know, as we get to know ourselves better which funnily enough generally comes through working in your business
1: absolutely and that in itself is sometimes challenging right because sometimes it's that game of um I find this in business owners a lot it almost like starts with passion and that's what leads them to driving revenue into the business and building structure and And then what happens is it switches because fear switches in because it feels like there's pressure and then money starts leading. And then that's where we get sent lessons. That's where we like, you know, can really have forceful situations. And I truly believe, you know, when we've we've westernized it by going, God, you know, this client's difficult or this customer. No, it isn't. It's because there was not a pure intention behind you meeting together. You either Mm over-delivered or you were leading with it from a place of money. You wasn't really leading from a place of truth or they weren't clear in their intentions of why they were coming to you. So this is that thing, isn't it? And this is like what we were speaking about previously before um, we got together on here today. It's like really coming into this new world of business and understanding that they're all feminine traits and that has to be worked on as much as the masculine otherwise you know like you can really be put into forceful situations where you know you are thinking shit how do we like make sure everyone's paid oh my god how do I get out of this and that is the feeling of drowning mm. and that hamster wheel feeling and like if you do have the courage and the ability and the skill set to pause at, at moments like you say there like you and the other ladies Having that chat, you know, like pause and going, like, what actually is serving me in the business right now? Like, what do I, what am I still in alignment with? Like, is this all still connected to the vision? Like, you know, and um, is the mission in the right direction at the minute? And and being brave enough, I think, to make that change because sometimes, you know, and I'm going through it now. You know, Michaela, I really am. Like, I feel like the last couple of years, my audience has been built on maybe how I started, and that was very much leading with my masculine and that passion and that drive and that one but now I'm moving into that real part of my life where I have a knowing and I trust in myself so much more and I trust in my ability and I trust in what I can do so it's like I'm also attracting a different kind of audience and a different kind of person and the clients I'm looking for look a bit different now so I guess that's it isn't it and it's just trusting that process all along the way um so yeah it is a hard one to navigate but I definitely think that's the game of truly living and um, leading with integrity absolutely and I think that's a
0: good lead in so the topic of today's podcast is the alchemy of business which I kind of when we talked initially I like listened to everything you said and wrote down a whole lot of notes and that was something that you said that just like it just jumped out at the page from me so can you start by just explaining to us what that actually means of course
1: you. yeah well, well that's what I mean so what I what I would say is I'm a work in progress and I'm always trying to figure this out and like me and Michaela were talking about it um before filming you know like I think there is also an honor in knowing that you have to be the student before you can be the teacher mm-hmm. and that is always as you're up leveling and as you're growing and learning about yourself there is that cross and that divide you know am I truly really embodying this every day and in my business so I really feel like I can teach it um, and I feel like that word comes to me which is so funny isn't it is because I truly believe like feeling like there is an alchemy in our business or in life of how we move forward if we're business owners is almost it's a being. so it's like waking up every morning feeling calm and feeling integrally good about your decisions mm. about your clients about what's happening but equally feeling this like sense of discipline and focus towards the vision and that is really like i think when we break that down an understanding that that is feminine and masculine -hmm. And um, you know, I truly believe, like I said this a little while ago, um, and actually in some of my content, but we're still working from this space of, you know, what do I need to work on, or, you know, um, how can I sell better and understand who I'm selling to and all those things. But, you know, when we are actually truly connected to what we do, we believe in what we do, we believe in the change we want to see, we believe in who we can help. You never sell you just talk your truth that's so true and it's so hard sometimes to just embody that and trust and surrender but and they're feminine things so it's like you can't I don't believe you can truly integrally be working through life in this more in this calm way you know without that balance and often you know what happens is we're for some reason and it's very human and I think again if we don't talk about it it's not real life but it's like um we'll have we'll be up against different things in business or life where it just brings these feelings of like lack or fear or doubt or um imposter syndrome it brings all of that stuff in and it's why I'm so passionate about women because I think from my own experiences and what's happened to me as a woman and like the privileges I know that get you into different doors or get you liked in different spaces like we understand the social contract construct of like pretty privilege or skinny privilege or western beauty privilege white privilege they are all things that equally are just liked more in an internal biased way by society because mm-hmm. it's not what we agree on it's what was here before us yeah so this is why we on the detriment to that stuff and what we've always been known as as women there's this underlining feeling and I, I get it so much in women where um we feel like we can't share until something's perfect we feel like we can't show up right until something is super like aligned and calm and you know we've got all our shit together and everything's balanced and we know what we're doing and you know and that's so unfair and like in order for us to grow We have to trust ourselves, and we have to allow that feminine to come back in. And I think, especially in business, business was built on patriarchy. Mm. You know, so what did we do? We went, okay, how are you guys doing this? Uh, Okay, cool. We've got it. We'll match you. And so I still find it quite triggering. And I know it's a place of navigation, but when I come across female leaders that, you know, are trying their best, they're showing up in the way that they want to and and it's brilliant to do anything that you're doing that's your truth I think we lack a lot around supporting the why so there's so much of the what and the how so what do we do next and how do we do it and you just need to learn how to like have better boundaries you need to learn how to up your prices you need to learn how to say no you need to learn how to do these things but actually it's what's the why what is the why why aren't we doing it Everyone knows the how and the what, really. You could just Google that stuff. You can YouTube it. You know what I mean? How do you do a business plan? How do you understand an algorithm? How do you understand marketing? It's the why. It's the why are we afraid to show up and speak our truth? Why are we? Why do we feel like we need to apologize? Why do we feel like, you know, we, we have to excuse? I like can I see it all the time, Michaela. The more I tap into it, I see it in spaces all the time you know I went to an event actually when I first got to Sydney Mm -hmm. it was a brilliant event and it was about how do we um, cross over and finance more female-led businesses with the Middle East Mm -hmm. so it's super super interesting for me to be a part of and just observe like you know and all these things there and and some live link-ups and one woman was talking about how incredible her opportunity was in Bahrain when she got there and and all these things. And she was like, you know, and this, this director offered her this big um, billion pound, like um, hedge fund to look after. And she'd never done that in Austin. She's talking about all the opportunities. And um, she spoke about her experience and she said, you know, and like when I got there and he offered me that, I was like, I can't do it. I went into the office and I said, I can't do it. And then he said, I think you can. So again, we're giving away our power.
0: Mm.
1: she got in Rome. and she is so adequate and she's like thriving and she's doing incredibly well in that position and it's like um there's so much of it still even like when a woman was standing and talking at the event there was one guy there and um she apologized to him she said oh I'm really sorry if you don't feel like we're obviously addressing you because this is a woman I thought Fuck it. sorry excuse my French but honestly Mikaela I was like are you joking like imagine think if if there was like a man's conference they would never apologize to the, women never in the room would no. never have that like um humility and like never they just wouldn't and this is the thing like you know like it's not about getting over men it's about us understanding where we're at and it's about us taking back our power again and moving through business and growing it in our way
0: mm. That's fantastic. There was a lot in there.
1: (laughs) So much in there. I went on different tangents. but um, it was great. I'm super passionate about it, you know, Michaela. I really am. So of all that you've just said, what do
0: you think is the main thing that you see coming up in your clients? Like what's one of the biggest, um,
1: what's the word, obstacles? I think, you know, just the first thing that literally comes to me, so I'll go with that with yourself, is um, fear. Mm. And it doesn't matter where they are, you know, in their journey. They could be super new into it. They could be, you know, I've had discovery calls with like seven-figure clients, and I have actually only built businesses to six figures, so I always share that, and you know, and I see what they're looking for and whether we're a good, like, match and so on. Because um, sometimes it is stuff that actually... They need support, and that's nothing to do with the numbers. And it's crazy how that's what I mean. So I think it doesn't matter where you are in that business growth, fear comes. It's so like threaded throughout. I think, and um when I say fear, to kind of bring more clarity on that, I would say fear of, um, yeah, fear of the journey, fear of what's next, fear of is it all going to go one day, fear of how do I keep this going still fear of am I going to be judged there's just so much fear I think um you know and I think that's always from a space where it's a lack of identity and that could be a lack of identity in the business as it is or it could be in themselves because when we have more of a connection back to ourselves
0: we start to trust more very true very very true
1: you know, and I think that is the journey that I just see so much. And then I think that's why as well we naturally then go into those toxic masculine um traits, right? Because when we're fearful, at like almost like that immediate reaction can be, I'm gonna hustle more, I'm gonna work harder, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do all these things, right? But that is so outdated, so illusion. You're just gonna force things. You know, you might take on contracts, you might get things, but I'll tell you what, I bet there'll be a lesson in the end. <laughs> I bet they'll bring you hardship. you know like like what we know it's like not all money's good money not all contracts are good contracts and I definitely believe even when it's super difficult the more I say no to stuff that even is like money into my business that really like you know I could be going through a time where I'm like yeah no this isn't flowing as it normally is and there's like you know I'm not hitting my targets of what I want to be doing at the minute and what that looks like, and so on. But I will still say no if it's not in alignment because I just know I've learned my lessons in business that when we say yes to stuff that we truly aren't integrally aligned with, or I think this is another thing as well, you might be, but do you trust that they are? Do you see what it means? It's like, are their intentions? coming across clearly to you so for instance I could say look I'm I'm not going to work with you through helping you make more money in this econ business but what I will work with you on the purpose of who you are and actually I will teach you with all the traits of what you are and, and what you care for how you monetize that you know they could be coming to me because someone's referred them and saying yeah okay that's brilliant and then really actually just want to go for the money they're like okay what's next you see what i mean it's like it's that too it's us trusting in that it's you know like going okay cool um do they really truly understand what this is that we're doing here and that isn't just mentoring that's any service Mm. You know, and I think the more that you can even like a big product company, like I've just worked, had the pleasure with working with a lady that's built an incredible business online for organization products. And the navigation we've done in her business has been amazing. And and she has such a sense of direction now because she had no foundation before, like it just kept building and growing. And she comes to me, and she was like, I want to build and accelerate the business. And I was like, well, what would we do in the house? We'd look at the foundations first. Otherwise, it's all going to fall apart. It's all going to crack like, you know, and then when we got that more solid and stuff, she could trust. She had less fear in how she was building. Mm. You knew what to say yes and no to. And it's the biggest thing I see in this success game. You know, like when we talk of the alchemy of business, it's not just how you feel every day. But I'm, I i really mean it in the line of success. The things you truly want that you're going for, you will get there quicker if you can master both of these things together. And like I say, I'm a work in progress, Michaela. Like, oh, we I'm really good at it. And some days, you know, I need to pause myself because, you know, I feel lack or I'm like feeling these things in, and that's it. But again, I think it's just giving yourself space and patience and time.
0: mm. You've kind of shared so many lessons and things that you've learnt and things you've experienced over the time, but can you sort of tell us what's one of the biggest lessons that you've learnt in your business?
1: Honestly, it really comes back to this like learning the ability to trust and surrender and feel and like honour all those things just as much as conversion you know, I think this is the biggest thing, you know, that business sense. And even as a mentor, right, everyone's measuring conversion, yes. conversion. How does it convert? How much if if I'm putting this much money in, how much money am I getting back and things like this? But the massive progression and my biggest lessons in business is conversion sometimes is progression. And actually, if you truly want to work towards your mission of whatever it is, it's honoring. It's like one thing at a time, one thing at a time. Going for the deep win. Going for the truth. Yeah. It might take an extra little while. It might be that you can't start three platforms and we start one. But what's the truth? How can you truly connect to what you're doing and trust in that? And and the more and more I do it, the easier and easier it gets to find my divine clients to have an incredible um, exchange. So they you know, and and that's the most important thing I think because mm. even like I say, we can apply that to a big product company. And guess what? If you're being truthful about what you deliver, if you're being truthful about your product, if you're being truthful about all these things, you're gonna have like you're gonna have more attention in the business. You're gonna mm. have people wanting to come back. You're gonna have people. Sharing your word of mouth. and guess what? You spend less on marketing. There's so much I could go on and on and on. And this is the thing. Like I do, I'm grateful. I have a lot of experience in strategy. But equally, it's crazy how much real growth I think comes from the other stuff.
0: Because
1: mm. when we're in alignment with all those things, everything else like just makes sense. It's like sometimes I find my clients like they I get overwhelmed because they go straight to Z. Yep. Yeah. I know, no 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 right let's go back to a it's going to back into our heart space what are we actually doing here why do we want to build this strategy in as opposed to trying to figure out what it looks like at the end (laughs) and i'm like see what i mean it's like let's start at a b c because sometimes okay and this is another learning sometimes fucking enf comes out of nowhere because you just start by the process of that creative process of maybe putting the feelers out. One incredible um, journey I'll share with you actually, just quickly, because it is a good one, Michaela. And like, I, I am, I personally am a spiritual person equally. Some of my clients aren't and that's absolutely fine. And I work with my clients in whatever way helps them the most, but I do truly believe that we're supported. I believe that the universe literally, yeah. The frequency of what we're in, supports us if we're in that space too so understanding you know again it's a little bit like we've westernized it by saying you know like when you're optimistic things are appear and all those things as are being post pessimistic and whatever but what's crazy is I recorded a podcast in London last year and um, I felt really let down by the situation in the way of again it it all felt very in- inauthentic it felt as in like again it was it was a fully male environment and I don't mean to generalize because it's not always that way but it truly was like a space where it was all led to look shiny and look great you know and it upset me because I was like I want people to feel safe and seen and heard because actually like I know that you're feeling insecure I can read it I can feel it like and all of this seems very much surface kind of arrogant kind of business chat like so outdated and um I come away so I was like right I want to hold a clinic I want to hold a space for women where I let them write the syllabus so when they buy a ticket I ask them two questions or three questions and then from those one things that they're struggling with I'm going to build content on it and that's how I'm going to help them in that space and my main prerogative is for them to feel safe and seen and heard right so they can move through their why they're not moving through their strategy so my exchange there was like, do you know what? I'd done an event before and I taught a lot of my syllabus, and that's why I charged more. So I knew that exchange was there. This exchange, I was like, I want to charge fifty pounds, about hundred bucks, because it's still going to be super valuable, and I respect and I have. We always need an exchange there. So anyway, I felt aligned with all of that stuff, but because of my business hat, then comes in. I'm like, okay, cool. but well, what does that work in terms of venue? And my last venue that I'd held it on was a lot of money. It was a big investment for me and all of these things. And and I always kind of lead towards London because it kind of, you just think, well, you're in that space. It's a bigger community and all those things. And it's not that far from me. I also like to be near the water, Michaela. I just think it's nicer. I can't think of anything worse, being locked in like one of those corporate rooms with no windows. So that's always an ask. So I literally sat there one day and I knew all these event spaces were about a thousand pounds, like almost 2000 bucks. Right. So I said to the universe, I said, right, send me a space. That's about 200 quid because it worked with that conversion. Me putting my business side stuff on. Right. So I was like, OK, cool. And I just trusted. I trusted Michael it would turn up. And what I started doing was getting a date together, putting the syllabus together, reaching out to women. But I think needed this. that I could help them on this. Talking about it, it was in London. And I literally outreached to a couple of places. Um, and they were all like again about thousand pounds or whatever. And I i didn't actually know, I knew some of them and like what me and my assistant was working at finding different places. And then this guy got back to me and he was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I run the cell loft in Greenwich, overlooking the water of the Thames. Um, can I ask you what your vent's for? So I told him, and that's normally a thousand pounds at space, and I said, um, I said to him, look. And I spoke from my heart. I said, this is what I care about. This is what I want to hold space for. And if your space is available and it works and it aligns, I'd love to have it there. And he said, because of your messaging and because of what you do as a gay man, I, I think it's disgusting that the, the situation that women are still held in, the expectations that they're still held against. I'm going to give you this space for free. I just need you to spend £150 behind the bar with VAT on top. <sighs> <laughs> and I promised... Okay, look, that stuff happens to me all the time, and yeah. then that stuff happens to my clients because I believe in it, and I'm helping them believe in it. And when they trust in me and they trust in themselves, this stuff happens, and then they call me a white witch and stuff like that. Like I have some of that. <laughs> like, I'm not. I promise you, stuff Everyone can do this, but um you have to believe. You know, you have to almost like start working out for a place where you've already it's already there. You're you're trusting it will work, it will come. Um, you know, and so. I'm so sorry. I feel like we've now gone off a tangent. I feel like I'm lost in what we w- we were saying together. But um that's one of my biggest things. Sorry, going back to what I've learned. The biggest things. And that is like after building and being a part of building businesses for seven years. It's that it's that. It, you know, it's it's learning more um the ability to trust.
0: Mm. I I love everything that you said just then. Um, again, I was having, and I mentioned this earlier before we started recording a conversation with a client this morning, and we're actually talking about her goals for 2023. And she's like, okay, I want to do this and I want to have this many clients. And so to get that, I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to do the other. And I just sat back and let her talk for about 20 minutes, like telling me all of the exact details of everything that she was going to do. And then I kind of had the conversation about, well, how about if we let go of that? And if you just went, okay, this is what I want to do, what can I try to get there? Because she was so, like I could see as she was naming off and then I've got to do this and I've got to, like, I could see the stress levels rising and the overwhelm rising. And And the attachment,
1: you know, as you're saying. Yes. there isn't really like a trust there's no trust in that we're attacked and then actually you're not you're not in alignment of belief you're in alignment of fear and lack yes it's like i've got to do these things that's the only way i'm going to make it happen yeah yeah
0: and trying to sort of open her mind to the possibility of but what if you just went this is what i want and I'm gonna try these things and yeah. see what they bring
1: me. Absolutely, and we're gonna start here. And you know, like sometimes I feel like this kind of conversation is kind of like um, sometimes there can be um, some derogatory stuff around it, where it's like, "Oh God, that's so very fair," and if only life could be like that, and all those things. But I'm like, mate, I've been the other side. Mm. I've done that hustling shit, and I've done the freaking building a business while build another business while you know, twelve hours a day, seven days a week, and. And, and never like never learning how you put your phone down, like always feeling mm. like that, just feeling when you wake up of like what emails are coming through, whoever got to sort out all those things. And I I I've, I've seen both sides. And again, I am a work in progress. I'm sure in another ten years, you know, I'll be thinking, oh, I've seen even more sides. But um, yeah, as you say, when you're working through that space, it's so clear that the, you know that there's just there's just like cracks in the foundation. Mm you know, and it it, it doesn't matter, right? I don't believe, if somebody, this is the thing as well, which I learn all along the way too, is this ability to trust and connect back to myself, I'm not impressed by money anymore, and I'm not impressed by, um, how big and how many, um, you know, like, because I've seen all the bits in between yeah. where, you know, like it looks great on paper. You might be turning over millions in revenue, but what's actually your profit? And actually what's your company culture? And actually how do you really look after your people? And actually how much are you leading through your vision? Or actually did you kind of leave your values at the door? Because actually we need to get this in to be able to cover the cost of this. And cause we've got, you know, and so I'm more impressed by companies leading with full integrity because i truly believe that's how you build longevity success and there are definitely um there's definitely examples for that you know like apple are a great example of that they really mm. are like you know i remember reading a lot about the early days with steve jobs you know without his significance of grounded faith trust and understanding of that journey i don't think that they would have half begun to like to build what they built but they were so connected to their vision what they it to offer you know even the things you know when um you know it's natural but equally like when we understand it it goes away it's like when people talk about um worrying about their competitors and stuff like that I don't, I don't believe that that's really a thing mm. you know I don't believe I'm like you know any other coach in my industry or mentor because I wouldn't want them to ever think like they're like me do you know what I mean it's because they are my worthy rivals, which is brilliant. It creates an economical circle. Yeah. Because the thing is, is if I was the only mentor, Michaela, in in Australia, the UK, whatever, and I was like, this is what I do. This is, I help people, and I was the only one. People think I was a nutter because I'd be the only one. Mm. So it's brilliant that there is an economical chain where people are going, oh wow, I've been through a mentoring experience. Maybe I would have it. Who can I look for? So, it creates like a need. So Mm -hmm. that's the way Apple always used to look at, like, Microsoft. They used to look at other brands. And I remember as well reading a story once where they'd just invested loads in a software. And then they went to this conference or this exhibition of new technology. And Steve Jobs was presented with the first cursor. And because all of their mission was about creating, like, ergonomically creative products. Yep that was always their vision mission i've probably like um yeah said that incorrectly for anyone listening but it's around that kind of messaging and we know that i think using apple products they Mm -hmm. do it very well we feel like that for whatever you kind of think about them they do do that you you know whether you like them or not you can appreciate that i remember um there was a time where he sat with all the directors and they said and he said i know we've just invested in all this but we've got to invest in this and they were like, it makes no sense money-wise. And he was like, Well, it does in the vision. Mm. And it does with the integrity of what we're doing. We've just been presented this. We can't not invest in this technology. You know, and, and and there's so many movements like that. And so that's why sometimes like decisions don't make sense. But if they're integral, and that's why it isn't just about facts and it isn't just about conversion, it's about feeling. What does this feel like? Um we connected here like are we in alignment with the vision are we working from our core values and this is another thing sometimes people will come to me of building a business by mistake they won't they don't even know what their values are
0: yeah
1: you know they don't they don't really know and and like you know even their mission and their vision it's so important um to know what yours is because it, it helps you so strongly connect back to knowing if a decision's right or wrong yeah I always say my clients like your mission is like you know when we plot that postcode in a sat nav and when we get different routes that come up it's like that's your vision that's where we're going toward that's where we're heading towards but what route are we choosing now let's choose one route you know and then like as we go along it when you trust in the route and you can see it you you don't keep swapping what route you're going to take you don't keep like waiting and going and getting like fucking sidetracked by the service Station, or by going. Well, maybe we're going next. We don't know how long it's going to be until here. Yeah. We just trust the journey. Before, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love your analogies. <laughs> I that no. <laughs> I'm working on them. That's yeah, another good one. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, and again, and I, I only think, you know, like I say, I'm always a work in progress. But it's doing the journey yourself is mm-hmm. really committing to it, and it's, it's that it's like a lifetime commitment. Like one of my core values is development. You know, and like one of my beliefs is progression. So, you know, if I want to help the world in that, I have to I have to lead with that, you know.
0: Mm. Absolutely. So we, we've covered an awful lot today and I'd love to sit and talk to you for another two hours, but not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But what I was thinking, can you, and this is a big ask, I appreciate that, but if we had to condense everything that we kind of talked about, Today, into one key message that you'd like our listeners to take away, what would that be?
1: Follow yourself. Nice. And that's so hard sometimes because sometimes we don't know what ourself is. Mm. You know, so get really quiet. If you're trying to make a decision or you're trying to look for answers, try your best not to make them from everybody else's decision or everybody else's information and come back to yourself. And if you don't know, just keep pausing. It will come, you will know. Um, But if you can lead from that space all the time, I truly believe we're always supported and everything you need, everything that you're trying to figure out will come, resources, everything help support it will come but yeah that that's probably what I wish I could tell my younger self amongst a lot of other stuff (laughs) Um, I I think that's
0: fabulous like you know follow yourself because so many so many business people do try to follow what everyone else is doing it's like I see this again and again okay I'm going to do this but then it's like the um the squirrel Thing you know, that I can't remember what movie it's from, but it's like you're having a conversation that's like, Oh, squirrel, it's like you get yeah. totally distracted. Oh, god, yeah. oh, they're yeah. doing
1: this, I need yeah. to do that too. Yeah, it's and like then they're doing that, and then, right? Yeah, it's like the sat nav thing. It's yeah. like, Oh, god, the traffic could be better that way, let's go there. And yeah, it's like this reroute, and and you know, that there there's gonna be that everywhere, there mm. will be that everywhere. You will get like carrots dingled in front of you, like oh listen to this new way of building this following this quick on this um why don't you how to make a million pounds in six weeks and you'll get all of that everywhere you know like even like one journey that I um, wasn't directly a part of but I'm very close to them Um, as women I watched them like build a um clothing brand off the ground and get it into a big big retailer in the UK into Selfridges like in under a couple of years and they, they built a big platform themselves, but equally they went actually fully against the grain of what their platform was because of their vision and mission of getting it to Selfridges. Um, they had investment around them. They had big retailers, big uh clothing retailers that had already cre- created successful fast fashion brands and all these things wanting to throw money at them. Carrots, carrots, carrots. And they were like, no, we're grateful, but we refuse because this is how we want to do things. We don't want it to be fast fashion. We want it to be at this price point. This is because we care about luxury. They're our values. And, you know, what's so funny, they're very young women. And it's incredible to see that their line of, like, commitment in that journey, they shut the guards down to everything. Mm. And they just crazily went through it. And And then they done it. And they got it there. And, you know, and it, and it, wasn't, it wasn't through anything else other than creating what they wanted to create. And it works. It converts. And you know and and following themselves and that you know sometimes we have to be kind to ourselves to work on that because they definitely were and they would say this themselves but they um had very strong belief systems as children they were brought up in environments that really supported themselves their own identity and those things so I think that stuff helps and -hmm. that's why you have to be kind to yourself because we're all on our own personal journey um and like I say it's the hardest thing in the world to listen to yourself because you actually like might have had somebody making decisions for you your whole life where they've done that from a space of love Mm. but actually you you don't know how to make decisions or actually you doubt yourself so that's where you have to be really brave with yourself too and this is like showing up to do your own work on your own self as well you know it's a a two-way thing
0: yeah that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's such a pleasure. I've had a lot of pausing time in Australia and it's been a beautiful journey so far. So it's just such an honour to be in your space and, yeah, be connected to you and all your listeners. So just thank you for listening. If you're still with us, thank you so much <laughs> for being with us. And so, Laurie, just you, we were talking about
0: um, earlier before we start hit record that you're looking to develop and to do some things while you're in Sydney. So tell us a little bit because I know you haven't fully formed the ideas yet. So tell us a little bit about just the bare bones of what you're thinking and then um, let us know where our listeners can connect with you. So if they're interested and they're in or around Sydney um, and they're interested in what you might have to offer, that they can kind of stay in contact 100%
1: well it would be my pleasure to connect to you and if you connect to what I say and it resonates please do so my website is um, www.laurabelcher.com um which I guess will be in our description anyway so you can find the link there and my Instagram I would say is kind of my most um yeah platform of where i am most of the time and tiktok's growing for me i felt guided to be the beginning of this year and that's interesting but instagram where there's a lot of my resources a lot of what i do on there i share a lot of content and that's laura underscore belcher underscore so please do connect make yourself present and you know chat to me, comment and give me a message if you want to. I'm always open and there. Um and yeah, in terms of this event, so like I say, I, I put on a couple last year in, in London and that was a super privilege. And I I love being with women in person to really connect to them. I, I it's like why well, I only um I actually only take on eight clients that are one to one at one time a year. Um, and I only uh mentor bespokely because so I believe that we all need something different. And the way I work is I intuitively guide a lot. So I I will work off of the way you're working and that's how I can get the best results for people. So that's why I love being in spaces and physically with people. So I will um, be holding space um, in March in Sydney, which is super exciting. And yeah, I'll definitely, I don't know what that looks like. Um, but as you say, Michaela, I'm kind of like, it's really important to me that I don't do the Z thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, I'd say I'm a bit I'm I'm kind of at D because it felt right, it felt right to be here, it felt right to do it here, it felt like I can help women here in some way. Um, and so I'm at D now. So and I think that's and maybe E is going, okay, cool, now we're together. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's a commitment. We're going for March. And I'm just kind of waiting. But it will definitely obviously be like central Sydney. I mean, I don't even know what that means. I've been here for two months, <laughs> but you know, around the area that, which is really funny because like Sydney for me is super small like I'm used to in London you can both be in London but you're like an hour apart yeah Do you know what I mean? so it's like funny like when you know I love it when Australians are like god it's so far away I'm like what half an hour like in Sydney obviously because Australia is pretty vast but um just just attached but um yeah I'll be in the city somewhere whatever that looks like but yeah my environments are always calm like welcoming um so I know all of this stuff this is maybe EF here we go um my spaces are always for women to feel seen and heard and whoever you are, whatever you're struggling with, like art, it's really important to me that um, I address that in that way. um, And we look at that together. So there's always, there's always an element of safety and yeah, I am, I'm just kind of letting it flow in terms of exactly what I want to work on in that environment. But I do know it will be incredible value. If you're looking to build a business um and you're t- kind of taking that leap and you're finding, you're trying to navigate your way into purpose, like your own purpose, and it just feels a bit frightening, a bit vulnerable, and you will feel value. And for women that already have a business and they just resonate with everything we've said today, you know, they're just a bit like thinking shit, stuck, maybe they wake up and they feel a bit demotivated. It could be in a space where there's a bit of shame, guilt, fear, like, where do I go next? So anything I do in that space will will help. It will be connected to that. Um. So yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly what it'll be called yet or the exact yeah concept but it'll be kind of like that um mm. so yeah anybody that wants to connect please do and then yeah it, it will we will be so me and Michaela recording this we are at the end of December I know this is going out pretty much end-ish of Jan mm-hmm. so at that stage when you listen to this if you connect to me there, there should be more um definitely more information on my website about when it is and where it is
0: Fantastic.
1: Well, thank you so much, Laura. It's been an absolute pleasure and
0: a privilege talking to you today. Oh, thank you so much. my privilege too. Wonderful. And um, catch you next time.
1: Yeah, and thank you so much for listening, guys, and having me.
0: Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.